And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And right now, every one of you listening to me is in the middle of doing something. There's a very specific reason why you're listening to the show. You have probably identified that you have a looming retirement problem. You're not sure that when it comes time to retire that you'll be able to actually get it done. Now, what about, what about those retirement plans? What about all that money you're socking away? Are you still putting money into those retirement plans? Because I will tell you that with the cost of inflation going up, I have seen reports that indicate to me that you are not funding your retirement plan as much as you used to fund it in previous times. Yeah, you're, you're a little bit skittish. You're a little bit nervous. Even though the market seems to have come back, you're concerned about the high cost of everything in the United States of America. You and I both know that when you go to the store and you spend the same amount of money that you spent a year ago, you take home less stuff. And maybe it's the same amount of items in the bag, but the size of the items has decreased. I think President Biden called that shrinkflation. Okay, so what am I getting at? Why am I talking to you about where you're listening to me from? And why am I talking about the money that you may or may not be putting into your retirement plans? Well, here's why. Those two things, they're not lining up. They're not lining up very well because you're tuning to me to find out a different way to achieve retirement because maybe in the back of your mind, it's making sense to you right now. Maybe in the back of your mind, something is indicating to you that what you're doing for retirement will not work. And I will tell you this, you're onto something. You are onto something. The typical retirement plan for the United States American is doomed to fail you. Why do I know this? Because I used to follow one of these retirement plans. I did. I, I went to work in the United States military. I was in the United States Army for 27 years. I earned a pension. And when I attempted to retire on that pension, there was a lack of money. Yes, you heard me correctly. There was a lack of money. What am I getting at? This is what I'm getting at. I earned a certain amount of money. Let's call that money $150,000. Okay, and that's, that's the income that I brought home after all my pay and allowances were calculated. That was the money I brought home to Mrs. Gordon every month. hundred Well, not every month, every year. $150,000. But when I retired and I earned that pension, that income of $150,000, it ceased. It went away. And what replaced it was my pension. Now get this, that pension paid me and still pays me one third of what I would have made had I still been working on active duty. So I went from $150,000 a year income to about a $50,000 a year income. 
but my expenses, they didn't decline two-thirds like my income did. And what I had was a huge retirement problem. I am now effectively unemployed, and and I'm trying to live off of one-third of what I used to make. And that was a giant, terrible problem in my household. I had to get back into the workforce because if I didn't find a job, I was probably going to go bankrupt. Now, fortunately for me, I had been paying things off along the way, and I had four vehicles in my driveway that I used to sustain myself for the 10-month period it took me to replace the income by finding a job. But the financial Armageddon had occurred, and the new retirement plan became, well, The new job has a pension, so I'll just work 20 years in that job. I was 50 years of age when I left the military. I'll be 70 years of age when I leave that new job. I'll have two pensions, and I'll be able to take maximum Social Security benefits. What's the problem? Well, the problem was I wanted to be retired, but I could not retire myself because I did not have enough income to support the cost of my household. Now, I suppose I could have sold the house, I could have sold everything that I owned, and I could have adjusted to a more impoverished lifestyle. But that's not what I wanted in retirement. What I wanted in retirement was everything that I had built up to to that point, and I wanted to retain those things. I wanted the home. I wanted a nice car. I wanted to live a comfortable lifestyle in retirement. But the problem was there wasn't enough income coming from my pension to sustain the lifestyle that I had built. So my only recourse was to do what most military retirees have to do, go back into the workforce. Because We know as military retirees that you can't live off the pension unless you're willing to make some radical changes in your lifestyle. And I wasn't willing to do that. So I wound up back in the workforce. I started working for somebody else and I figured, well, I got a new retirement plan. I'll just work 20 years doing this. I'll be 70 years of age. I'll have a second pension to add to the first pension. I'll be able to take maximum Social Security benefits because I'll be 70 years of age. What could go wrong, right? Well, what went wrong was I got tired of working for other people. I realized that when I left the military, I had in the back of my mind cemented the idea that I didn't want to work for somebody else anymore. And on top of that, I wasn't willing to go to work for myself either. I just just didn't want to do any of that stuff, if that makes sense to you. So the problem that I had working for somebody else is that I didn't enjoy it. I was going through the motions of working. And I think many of you are in that very situation today. I think many of you are going through the motions of working because you like your lifestyle. You like what you have. You like the income stream, but you're not necessarily in love with the job. Now, some of you pretend to be in love with the job, and I get that. But at the end of the day, is that your end all be all in life? So let's let's fast forward a little bit and let me tell you about some research that I found while I was preparing for today's show. I found a statistic that's going to, well, it should stick you right in between the ribs. It should. Kind of like a K-bar going in there. Yeah. This should hurt and this should hurt a lot. And this statistic comes from people who are living in the United States who are currently retired. Here's the stat. Two-thirds 
of retired Americans, not two-thirds of people that are working to be retired, but two-thirds of retired Americans say the United States is in a retirement crisis. 66% of all respondents said that the United States is in a retirement crisis. The average retiree owes over $15,000 in non-mortgage debt. That means they owe money for cars, they owe money for on their credit cards, you know, that consumer debt. And, and 40% worry that they will outlive their retirement savings. 40% are worried that they're going to outlive their retirement savings. So why, why are they worried about that? Well, let me give you the statistic on the median retiree savings, shall I? The median, meaning half of the respondents are above and half of the respondents are below, the median retiree, based on this survey of 1,000 retired people, says that the retiree has $142,500 in savings. And that is four times less than the recommended minimum for starting retirement. The recommended minimum, by the way, is $572,000. All, all the gurus that are out there are saying you should have $572,000 in savings before you attempt retirement. Yet the retirees in this poll said that the median retiree only has $142,500. Now it gets worse if you're female because the median retired woman has about $100,000 saved compared to $217,500 for men. That still is not enough money. I want you to do the math. Shall we do the math for a minute? How much money do you make every year? Now, I'm not talking about, you know, well, I make X amount of dollars with all my bonuses and all this stuff. Okay, what I want you to get to is how much money do you take home? I'm not worried about the pre-tax earnings. I'm worried about the take-home pay. So in your mind, calculate how much you take home every month. How much comes to you into your checking account every month. That's the money that you get to live off of, right? I mean, think about it. You, you may have a pre-tax income of $200,000, But after everything is said and done, maybe you only bring home, say, $140,000 per year. Does that make sense? So when you break $140,000 down into 12 months, what does that work out to be? About 11 and change? Okay, is that your take-home pay? All right. So what I'm getting at is there is a number that you need to replace. Now, maybe you don't need all of that money. Maybe you don't need to live off of all that money. Maybe you can live off of, say, $8,000 a month. So let's use that number of $8,000, shall we? I'll tell you what. Let's, let's use an easier number because I'm going to make you do some math. And I know some of you are driving, and I don't want you to get into a traffic accident. So let's bump that number up to $10,000. Let's say, and I know this doesn't apply to everybody listening to me, let's say you bring home $10,000 per month, take-home pay. If, if you are trying to live off the median retiree savings of $142,500, how long can you go? And the short answer is, doing the simple math, a little over 14 months, right? And you'd be out of money. And you'd be 
trying to figure out what happened. Where did all the money go? Well, the problem is you never saved up enough money. And there's an even bigger problem because your mindset has you thinking you have to save to retirement because that's what everybody in society has poked into your brain. All the gurus that you listen to have told you that you have to save your way to retirement. And I'm here to tell you that's just flat out wrong. That is that is stinking thinking. That is not the way to do it. Yet everybody in your life has told you that's the way to get it done. So you just you just fall on board, right? You're just doing what the herd mentality is doing. Now, Lifestyles Unlimited, by the way, Lifestyles Unlimited is a real estate investor education and mentoring company. It's the company I joined in 2017 because I realized that I had a retirement problem. And you know what they taught me? They taught me something called passive income, that I should rely on passive income for my retirement. And I will tell you this, it's been a game changer. We come back from the break, more on passive income and you. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Need more unconventional wisdom that'll set you free? Subscribe to Lifestyles Unlimited on YouTube and binge content that will actually help you get where you want to go in life from people who are already there. With over 50,000 members and 32 years of proven success, there's so much more we want to share with you than what we have time for on the radio. On YouTube, we go beyond our shows and feature our best content from podcasts, interviews, expo, master's tour, fireside chats, special events, and more. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And what I want you to understand today is that what you're doing for retirement, it's either working or it's not. Simply put, what you're doing to retire yourself is either going to be successful or it's going to fail you. Now, statistics are telling me that you're on the wrong path. Statistics are telling me that only 1% of all Americans retire absolutely wealthy. Yeah, the 1% that's, that's out there, they're real. They exist. Now, 4% retire with enough in the way of passive income that it meets or exceeds the amount of money they earned in their working years. And in Lifestyles Unlimited, we lump that group together, those two groups, and we say 5% of all Americans retire wealthy. Yeah. Five percent. So what about the other 95 percent? They don't do as well. They don't do as well. They either have to work until they die or they join the largest population that are reliant on friends, family, charity or the government to help them get by. Is that what you want to be in retirement? Oh, by the way, 29 percent of all Americans never live to the age of retirement, which is currently the age of 67 set by the United States government, 29% of all Americans pass away before they even get to the age of 67. So they never have a chance to attempt retirement. Here's the point I want to make. Retirement can occur any time in your life. I know 20-year-olds that are retired. I know 30-year-olds that are retired. 
I know 40-year-olds, I know 50-year-olds, 60, 70, 80, 90-year-olds that are retired. And they are not worried about their income because they have established passive streams of income. They have learned how to invest correctly in real estate, and they are living off of the proceeds of those investments, and they ain't looking back. They're not worried about their future because they control their future. They control their present. They control their lives. They are not reliant upon anybody else to help them out in retirement. Now, these, these stats that I mentioned to you earlier, I guess I got to give credit to a gentleman by the name of Matt Brannon. He's the guy that put all this together for a company called uh, Clever Real Estate. And what he did was he went out and he surveyed a thousand retirees, not a thousand people that want to be retired, but a thousand people that are actually retired. And the stats, they're mind blowing. They're absolutely mind blowing because when when you think about what actual retirees are going through, I mean, you don't turn on the news and you don't get information about, you know, the current status of the retiree livelihood right now. And you don't hear that on the news, do you? No, I, I don't even know if there's a news station that would cover that because it's not newsworthy, right? It's it should be. It absolutely should be because we have a retirement problem in this country. We have a huge retirement problem in this country. And the time to realize that you have a retirement problem is not like when I realized that I had a retirement problem when I thought I was retired. Yeah, I was physically retired. I was not financially retired. Yeah. And I had to get back into the workforce. Now, along comes Lifestyles Unlimited, and they teach me about this little thing called passive income, and it changed my world. It completely changed my world. So I started investing in real estate, and I receive passive income from my real estate, and I use that passive income to offset my other income sources. And as a result of that, I am real estate retired. I do not have to go back into the workforce, not unless I intend to. But like I mentioned earlier in the show, Fox News reported that one in eight retirees is actually having to go back to work. I think that's terrible. Now, the statistics that Mr. Brannon pointed out, I'm, I'm going to read some of, them, some of them to you, because if nothing, I want you to understand that what you're doing right now for retirement, it's probably not working. It is probably not working for you. Okay, the median retiree has $142,500 in savings. That's four times less than the recommended minimum for even starting retirement, which is set at $572,000. Now, I don't know who set that number, but I, I even think that number is way too low. I do. 46% of retirees have no plan if their retirement savings runs out. Let me say that again. 46, almost half of all retirees have no plan if their retirement savings run out. Yet two in five worry that they will outlive their savings entirely. 25% of retirees have nothing saved for retirement. And 15%, you're going to love this, 15% rely on their children for financial support. Is that what you want to have to do? You want to get to retirement and then rely on your kids to sustain you? I, I know that doesn't sit well with most of you because most of you don't think that's the way it ought to be. Women, 
are 38% more likely than men to have saved nothing for retirement. And again, the median retired woman has $100,000 saved compared to $217,500 for men. And both of those numbers are way too low. Way too low. One in four retirees, that's 25% of them, say they're ashamed of their lack of retirement planning. One in four are ashamed at their current situation in life. 54% of retirees say they retired earlier than they planned, with 82% of that group retiring before the age of 65. And in most cases, those aren't success stories. About 38% retired early due to health problems, and 14% were laid off, that's kind of what happened to me, and chose not to find a new job. That's not what happened to me. I had to go find a new job. Retirees average about $15,400 in non-mortgage debt. And retired women are about 60% more likely to say that they're in medical debt compared to retired men. One in eight retirees rely entirely on Social Security for their income. While four in five retirees say the government should do more to help people in retirement. Yeah, they're struggling. Well, I know how to invest in single-family assets. I know how to invest in multifamily assets. I am properly trained, properly educated in how to do these things. It starts by buying one asset and buying one asset correctly. And then when we buy that asset, we get something called cash flow. It's income that comes into our household every month, whether we do anything for it or we don't. We also get the benefit of something called equity capture. We don't pay full retail price for those assets. We also understand how to leverage other people's money in the form of loans to where we can buy that asset and put as little of our own money into that asset as possible while still retaining wholesale values. Now, some of you think I'm talking about flipping and I'm not talking about flipping because flipping is a concept where you buy the asset, you fix it up and you sell it. That is not real estate investing. Just go to internal revenue service code to determine that flipping is not investing. As a matter of fact, flippers are taxed completely different than I am as a real estate investor. So what sets me apart from the flipper? What sets me apart is I don't put a for sale sign in the front yard when I improve the property and it's done. I put a for rent sign in the property. And what that does for me is it allows me to attract a great clientele of people that want to live in my asset. And they're going to pay me one third of what they make every month for the right to live there, to call that place home. And you know what that does for me? It pays me passive income. Now, let me get back to this concept that I'm talking about where we improve the property, but we improve it to wholesale values. Our all-in cost after repairs, after acquisition, after everything is still at a wholesale level. There is a retail price that is even higher that that asset can command in the marketplace. So the difference between our all-in wholesale pricing and that retail pricing is equity that we capture in the asset. It is additional equity over and above the actual physical money that we do put into the asset. 
pretty cool stuff, right? We call that equity capture. It's just another way we make money in real estate. And what that allows us to do is to hold that asset for a period of time and then sell that asset and trade it in, essentially, and buy two assets to replace it. Yeah, this is how we grow our investment portfolios over time. And you don't need a lot of time to get this done. You could literally turn these things every year if you wanted to. Now, not everybody wants to do that, but some people do. Remember, it's your investing strategy. It's your investing plan. It has to marry up with what your goals and objectives are. Now, another way we make money in real estate is natural appreciation. Now, for all you Californians listening to me, you think that's the only way to make money in real estate. But that's just one of five ways we make money in real estate. Natural appreciation is what occurs when real estate does naturally go up in value because that's what real estate tends to do over time. Statistically, real estate doubles in value every 20 years, every 20 years. So if you bought a property today for $100,000, you could expect realistically for that property to double in value, go to $200,000 in about 20 years. Now, that to me is a long road to wait. That's why I don't bank on appreciation for my investing strategy. I look towards cash flow and I look towards equity capture. It's those two factors that indicate to me as to whether or not an asset is a good purchase or a bad purchase. It's as simple as that. The appreciation, well, that's kind of like icing on the cake. That's just something bonus that I get that I don't have to do anything for. It just kind of naturally happens around me. Now, there are time periods where the values of real estate do go down. It occurs. But I am a long hold type of investor. In other words, I am willing to hold the asset for as long as I need to hold it to outlive those little dips that may occur from time to time in real estate pricing. Historically, real estate tends to go up year over year. That's, that's just the historical measure. You can go do your own research. Do not rely on me for your information regarding appreciation. Go do your own homework. Now, another way we make money in real estate, that has to do with something called principal pay down. What principal pay down is, it's simply this. We're going to leverage our asset. In other words, we're going to borrow money in the t form of a long-term note, and we're going to put that note on the property. And by doing so, we're bringing in like 75% of all the money, if not more, 75% of all the money that we need in order to own and operate that asset while keeping our actual co cash contribution to as little as possible. And what principal pay down does for us is we actually make a note payment every month. Our renter pays us the rent. We turn around, we pay that note payment. So a portion of that note payment goes to interest, which by the way, is a business write-off. The other portion goes to something called principal pay down, which means it's reducing the amount of money we owe on the asset, thus increasing our equity in the asset. So it pays us a little bit of extra money, essentially every month. Now, the last way we make money in real estate has to do with the tax advantages of being a real estate investor. And I don't have enough time on this radio show to get into the nitty gritty about the tax advantages of real estate. I will tell you that we cover that in detail in, in our radio shows. You could look up uh, Lifestyles Unlimited 
on your favorite podcast provider, or you can just go to lifestylesunlimited.com, click on the radio tab, and you can find all of our radio shows repurposed as podcasts there. So if you're looking specifically for the tax advantages of real estate investing, I trust me, there is a show that covers that. Either Mike Harrison's done one. I know he's done one. I know Andy Webb's done one. I know I've done one. I know Del Wamsley, our founder and CEO's done one. They're all out there. What I want to impart upon you is that no matter where you are in your real estate retirement journey, and some of you haven't even started it yet. Some of you haven't even gotten on board. No matter where you're at, I want you to understand that you could start today by changing the trajectory of your life. You could start today by doing something a little bit different than what the herd mentality has taught you to do. You could start today to look at those retirement savings accounts that you have, figure out how money, how much money you have in those accounts and figure out how long you could live if you were to retire today. And know this, that if you invested that money in residential income producing real estate, you could get yourself to a place of retirement in the next five years. If you want to do what I'm doing, you want to do what the 50,000 members of Lifestyles Unlimited are doing, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.